Oh shit, I thought we listened to the whole goddamn song. Yo, Barbershop Banner, we fucking back. You know how niggas be biting and shit. Niggas be biting mad styles and shit for niggas, man. Yeah. So I be hating, yeah. man. I can't stand a fucking biting ass nigga. Wanna use your lines all ahead of time before you even uh, get a chance to shine on your own nigga. shit. So you know, now niggas be killing me though, son, because you know they be they be coming with your words and shit. They hear you say one word, they hear they come with the word, trying to flip it and bounce it and shit on some yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Not sounding right, first of all and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Boom. But then you got niggas, son, on the rail. You know what I'm saying? Niggas, 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 niggas is biting off your album cover and shit. Yeah. Boom. Bad enough, they biting lines like niggas killed me yeah. when they came with some not niggas bit off a of nine shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, niggas, 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 niggas caught his little album cover, boom, then I did a nine to that shit. Yeah. I'm like, damn, what the fuck, man? It's like these yeah. happy-go-lucky niggas, man, when they get on, man. You are now tuning to Rico Vision Radio, the home of real hip-hop. You're now rocking with the best. Looking for the realest motherfuckers on the net. Street certified shit, nigga, this is it. That Pico Vision Radio shit is lit. Bones Hollywood, Don Knotts be the shit. Number one podcast, now it makes sense. Got them in the zone, now they telling all their friends. Listen one week, then they listening again. Sound way better on the second time around. Sound way better when the record's playing loud. Real hip hop, not the same mainstream. Not the same names with the lame 16s. Round the whole world. They should all take heed If they ain't real They should all pay fees It really ain't a fight When you train And you came to win Get ready Let the games begin Motherfucker Ladies and gentlemen Welcome back Welcome fucking back It's episode 50 <laughs> Episode 50 This shit is pretty fucking monumental It only took like two years <laughs> To get here But we here Episode 50 Whole lot of shit's gone down on this fucking uh, podcast, and uh, we've totally come unprepared for this. This is episode fifty, and it has to happen. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think one place to start is the to reflect on the motherfucking birth of the show, the growth of the show, and um, you know. I don't know, like, it's, it's likely going to be a fucking post-production nightmare, but... Um, that's you know all I mean? you... That's all I'm you. not fucking touching that shit. <laughs> but I'm saying, for the new listeners that don't know, let, let me get y'all up to speed. This is ClecoVision Radio. We're a show that pays homage to the golden era of hip-hop. I'm your host, Bumps Hollywood. The other fucking host in the building over here is Don Knotts. And, um, yeah, one stop resource for all things hip-hop you know what i mean so yeah i i, I mean it's been what are we going on two years almost it's been it's over two years. yeah it, it's over two years around episode 50 like initially we had this shit running like clockwork where it was like an episode every week but you know shit happens life happens and we've kind of just been taking it as it comes Shout out to Catchphrase. <laughs> Shout out to Catchphrase. Basically, end of the day, like, this shit kind of parlayed into a, a whole nother business venture. So, you know, we've been devoting a lot of energy into that. But fuck it. Y'all don't care about our sob story. We here now. Episode 50. It's the motherfucking greatest hits episode. 
and yeah, we've had we've had a good run. Like honestly, the shit started off in fucking Don Nod's bedroom. Uh, pause, right? And <laughs> Spare bedroom. Shit, shit was fucking um, like first episode was awkward as fuck. Nobody. I don't, well, you had a podcast, right? At one point in time, like back in the day. That was that was like 2008. It was just, it was pretty much just a mix show. Like I would talk for a little bit at the beginning, and like I, I'm going to do the same shit again with my podcast. Like you started your own shit, Trappy Hour. Shout out to that. Shout out to Trappy Hour. Um, every Friday at 5 p.m., this guy's dropping an episode. It's just like trap house music and whatnot. Um. Don't come there if you're a fan of the show. <laughs> yeah, gonna- no, like, I, I mean, like, the, the, there is a possibility you might like that, w- what he's doing over there with that, but it, it was kind of to dr- bring a different element to everything. I'm branching off. I'm doing my own different show, which is kind of the same thing as this. But here we talk about the golden era of hip-hop. What I'm doing on my show that's going to be coming up soon, New York State of Mind, is it's all the era, uh, all the artists from the era, the golden era, it, like what they put out today, and I, f- I personally feel like that that whole genre gets slept on. So I'm trying to shed light personally to that. <laughs> yeah, here's this guy go snoring, <laughs> and I know he will never listen to an episode ever, of it ever. I'll, I'll push play. You know what I mean to to support you and get the plays up, but I'm turning the volume up. Thank, thank, thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate your support. Yo, let's fucking pull back the curtain and talk about your goddamn day and how we landed here today and how fucking hammered you are at this point. Well, well first of all, this um, this episode was pre-planned yesterday, right? And you're drinking water. What the fuck is this? Molly water, yo. <laughs> Molly water. So uh, we, we planned to do this episode yesterday. This is something, it's episode 50, so it should be something special. We've been overthinking this for a while. And we po- finally got to the point where it's like, all right, we haven't done a show in a month, so it's finally time we just fucking do it. So we talked yesterday, and we were like, all right, we, we got to do it tonight. This guy was supposed to listen to the Dave Easton Styles P album, which just dropped last week or the week before that. Shout out to both of them. Yes. Like <laughs> me myself, I was supposed to listen to it too, but I didn't really get more than fifty percent like through the album, so shout out to them. <laughs> um and he didn't listen to anything. So here we are pretty much winging it, but we're professionals at this point because it's episode fifty. We've done this shit 49 times. other times so oh, we've probably done it 50 and scratched one we scratched like one or two. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> straight trash so um with, with that album the, the one thing that i gathered and this is kind of good for this show is i lost interest because it is kind of the same shit that we grew up on it's the same shit that we've been listening to the boom bap and what have you like when we did the uh, Dave East album review, the one thing that I said about it that I didn't like was that there's a lot of, like, borderline trap house shit on here, like the very slow tempo songs, and I it didn't catch my ear. This album, Beloved, by Sal's P and fucking Dave East. Shout out to Tax Stone. I feel like this guy should have trademarked Beloved. Anyhow... <laughs> <laughs> Hold your head, tax though. Um, th- this album comes out, and there's none of the trap house shit on. Well, I don't think Styles P would have. No, nah, he wouldn't have fucked that. Shit. Salute to you. 
Salute to you, fucking. This guy Poobs would have been mad pissed Hell recording yeah. a trap song. As I, as I am at ClecoVision <laughs> Media Group when I'm fucking engineering trap song. But, um, there, there's none of that shit on this album. And it's a it's a gift and a curse because it, it, it's something that someone like me would want to hear. But on the flip side, there's no versatility with the album. So we might be going into the new wave of the week straight up in the intro. Yeah, we just did. Chief. Yeah. So without, without dropping, you know what? Drop that motherfucking uh, uh, wig man drop. It's Clico Vision Radio. You know where you're a hoe <laughs> it's time for the new wave of the week. All right. Shout out to Wigman. <laughs> Shout out to a fucking Wigman. Shout out to the fucking Connect. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, honestly, like, uh, it's strange that we got opposing views on this because from what I heard, I did check the album. I didn't listen to the full thing. Um, I heard about half of the album on my way over here. And. I was kind of surprised that I was feeling it. This shit made me feel like it was like 03 with, with Styles P shit. And there was a couple songs where Dave East actually outshined Styles, which I was uh I Honestly, surprised. I would say the majority I thought that I heard, uh, I, I feel like Dave East outshined him. And I don't know whether that's because like maybe Styles P is stale to me at this point. Could be because there's not much like you... You're not gonna get a curveball from Style P. It's like, and, and and I feel like that was the overall feel with the album. I was like, all right, it's hot, but it's stale. Like I I I'm going to gravitate towards that shit, and I don't want to hear the trap house shit. But this sound, there, there's nothing that you gave me from this album that blew my mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah, obviously, but again, I don't think I, it's kind of like an awkward um, situation because like you're about to do a mix show filled with this kind of music. And even when I was like going through tracks and listening to what's happening now, it's kind of the same shit. It is stale. It is stale. Like I'm not, not about to just scratch his show, fucking no, light I, it on fire. I, I'm, I'm not going to scratch it because I believe in that sound. I just want to hear somebody blow my mind, and I haven't heard that for a while. Yeah, what I would say is if you're tired of the motherfucking boom baps, if you're tired of people saying the same rhyme schemes over and over, come to Trap Yard Music, dropping every every motherfucking Friday at 5 p.m. The the thing, though, is is it's not necessarily the same rhyme schemes. It's the same sound like with the styles and davies shit that my beef with that album is the fact that every song sounded exactly the fucking same right and it, it, you can do an album like that and have each song sound different but that wasn't the case like maybe you need a different producer i i didn't even look on the producer credits for this album not me neither but there was it a sounded couple. like it was the same person and if it was you as a producer, whoever you might be, you need to just change it up a bit. And if it was a group of different producers, that's on Styles and Davies to say, all right, we need something that doesn't sound exactly the same as the last three tracks we recorded, and they didn't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure what to tell you, because that's what Davies tried on his first album that we reviewed, and you hated those tracks. 
Well, no, I, I feel like he he got lost in the trap house shit. But uh, again, with that album, there was nothing that really stuck out to me. Nothing that blew my mind. And I, I feel like on that first album, was that his first album? What, like the, the album that we reviewed. The, I forget the name of it. It was like named Kiara after Kiara or yeah, something. Yeah, named shit. after his daughter. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean that's what I'm talking about. There, there was nothing that stood out to me. Like he even had like a mixture of the trap house and like the boom bap shit. But there, there, there was nothing that made you want to hit rewind. And I gotta disagree, big time. I think it was written was fire. I think sports, drugs, and entertainment with Cam fire. That was hot. I do remember. Um, but like it, a, it's not like I'm surprised you remember the shit because I can't tell you one song title off that album. Yeah, he had a shit called like Keisha, where he tells a story about getting set up by a bitch. Fire. That album was actually mad hot. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. And honestly, like I feel like we're kind of doing a disservice having not really listened or sat with this album. Um, so, we we will revisit it. We will. Yeah. So you can't really like shit on it too hard. My my thing is though is like, and and not to bring this back to like the golden era when we grew up and and whatnot. But there were songs immediately when they were released. We still know the names of those songs to this day. There's nothing like that now. Yeah, but shit is. It's just like, different though. It, it is different, and like even so, with like that newer style, the. the whether it be little pump fucking uh little Uzi Vert, whatever, like I don't remember none of these dudes' songs. There's nothing that I hear and say is monumental. From anybody. From them now, nah, but like any like literally anybody. Like even the last Nas and Kanye album. Like everybody who listens to this show knows I'm a diehard Nas fan, like you are too, but I couldn't tell you the title off of one of them tracks on that Nas and Kanye album. Cop shot the kid. That's it. That's it. And that shit was trash. That was the what worst. The fuck? No, that was the worst song on the album. Worst song on the album. It, Definitely it, not. Worst song on the album was the shit with Puff. It was terrible, but it wasn't. It that wasn't. I think that shit was fire. The best song was the uh, I can't remember which. He had two songs with the Dream. Um, the one was mad yeah, how Kanye of, singing with him back and forth for yeah, like a minute and a half. Might have been that one, but yeah, I don't know. I'm saying like I always counter with Kendrick, and even Lil Wayne dropped a new album, which was way good. What, what do you think about this guy reusing that sample, the uh, special, special delivery? delivery? Yeah, uh, and I think it was Swizz that did it. I don't it, know if Swizz made the first version. <laughs> And honestly, like, after the Seagull freestyle on that shit, I feel like he owns that song. Fucking g Depp don't own that shit. Um, it, it, Seagull owns that fucking it, shit. It's cool. Like, if that beat was was to, to get recycled in this day and age, I would rather hear it from a newer artist who was actually, like, kind of appreciative of that era. But it, like Little Wayne was out when that shit came out, and Little Wayne was popping. So it, 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 it kind like it. That right there didn't do nothing for me. Like the shit was hot, it was cool, but I, I would have rather heard like a fucking Uzi Vert. That Tr- shit would have been terrible. No, it would have been terrible. But this is your moment to actually like prove to the old heads that you can do it. And you, you don't di- give a fuck though. I, I know that. I know that, <laughs> and that's the problem with it. That's the thing though. You're never gonna hear Uzi spit bars, and like. I don't need to. And you know me, I fuck with uh, Uzi. So it's like, I don't know. I think worse than that, 
is um worse than rapping over it as if um what's it called Twiz produced the remake i feel like that's a like you shouldn't have jacked that if if Swizz actually produced that shit. Oh, if he produced it first and then redid it? No, 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 no. If Swizz, because I know, like, Swizz was on there hyping the shit up. But, um, if, like, Swizz made that beat having jacked the special delivery shit, it sounds exactly the same. It is. There's a few little extra snares. You know what I mean? So, like, that, I don't know. That's a cheat code in my book. That's like reusing a Benjamin beat. You know what I mean? That's like me just putting out the Benjamin beat. Just gave me an idea. Right? I'm sure I did. <laughs> a fucking Moomba tone version. Well, well, the funny thing about this shit is like, in the past few months that we've not been doing this show, I've been getting back into production, and a, a, a lot of your critiques for my beats have been, you're doing the same shit Harry Fraud has done. And I, like, I myself, I don't believe in it, but it's what the game has come to. Like, there is no rules. You you can sample the same shit that's been sampled before. Nobody cares if if it's hot and it makes the club rock. Okay, I guess. Um, what do you think? Like, you, you, I think it shit is lame as fuck. I do. Well, I told you this four years ago, and you didn't agree with me. But now you're saying it is. No, what I what I was saying is that the um the beats. I still like the songs Harry Fraud was putting out. You know what I mean? But I think it's like lame because i feel as though as a producer one of the greatest joys was finding a record kicking that shit up to 45 speed and being like oh my god i have something shit. nobody else has exactly that was like the thing and now in this day and age all right you might not even be digging you know what i mean for records and maybe there's not much that's like left over right and definitely not much 70s shit or anything like that but at this point if you think about it like um in the 90s right they were sampling shit from the 80s so at this point we could be sampling shit that was an original track from the 90s or something yeah you know what i mean yeah we don't have to jack something that's already been jacked you could be jacking like some fucking i don't know jagged edge song or some shit and and flip that which i've heard people do and i i appreciate that more than you going to some shit that is a guaranteed banger and laying a new drum over it's like yo that shit is lame and that's what i feel like puff was getting criticized for in the golden era and now everybody's getting away with it scot-free yeah but and i don't know but the difference nowadays too with why they're likely getting away with it is there's not too many like producers that are actually like standouts it's a like there's so many hits you don't even know who did it. There's I, just a billion producers. I, I feel like now the the whole production game and then this is probably gonna open up a whole fucking Pandora's box. The production game. I feel like the producers are more so just as much as artists as the rappers themselves. Nowadays? Yeah. Easily. Yeah. I don't. I'm not sure about that because I feel like there's so many producers. You don't even know who the fuck these people are. Whereas back in the day, it was like a... a Timberland premiere and fucking Rockwilder and shit like that. Right. It was like a secret society. Like, you had to break into that shit. Now, it's like you go on fucking Splice. You download a pre-made melody. You download some pre-made drums. It shit might sound good. And you send it off to somebody. And some SoundCloud rapper picks it up. And shit pops. And now you're a producer. My, My challenge to the producers out right now, like... Like, I myself am a member of Splice. Well, what are you doing 
to take that sample and make it unrecognizable. My challenge is play a fucking melody, yo. Like, make your shit. Like, if there's nothing left and no no ideas original, make a fucking original idea. You know what I mean? That like can't be claimed by somebody else. That shit. I was I was doing that shit fucking 20 years ago in acid taking <laughs> loops and putting that shit and calling it a beat you know what i mean shit was fire but still like come on like i don't know to me this shit is corny i just feel as though like there should be some kind of integrity to the shit and this is me sounding like a hip-hop purist and, and you were I, I feel like you were the complete opposite five years ago with never five years ago i was making and we were working on the midnight project yeah but like when you heard the harry fraud shit i'm frowning upon it right and left and you're like oh this shit is hot and it's funny because i saw a uh interview with royal flush the other day which is uh somewhat recent I saw an interview with Royal Flush, which was somewhat recent, and it was actually somebody asking him about Harry Fraud uh, reproducing worldwide. Right. And he's like, what did you think about that when you heard it? Because he wasn't even involved in the record. It was a French Montana song, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, honestly, if that shit would have come out in the 90s, I would have fucked with that over the actual regular version. And I'm like, it made me stop and think for a second, like... Was it? What was it hotter than the older version? Like, what do you think? Uh, I think it was definitely hotter than the older version. I I feel like the way they flipped um, the other shit where they stole Wild for the Night. You yeah, know what I mean, that was hotter. I'll definitely that I'll, shit was hotter. Yep, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you that. But again, like worldwide was not like. A, uh, a well-known banger. So what we're going to do with this episode is we're playing Worldwide right now. Then, right afterwards, we're playing the Harry Fraud version. Alright, fuck it. Let's go. Happy 50th. <laughs> it's Clico Vision Radio with Don Knotts and Bums Hollywood taking you back. Fuck's the deal, man. Hold up. Faggot ass niggas, man. Niggas in New York be letting niggas you know shit, saying? though. First you drink Snapples, now you sipping mo. <laughs> Fucking ass fuck niggas. Because you living ain't no reason for you to be shitting, faggot. Word. Faggot ass. Go get your gun. Some nights I wake up out my sleep blasting. Go right. get some water for my ass. For my life fashion. Go change guns and cash and I'm axing. Do I have to be king for action? Fuck a player fame. New York is still the same a queen state. Representing flush reign supreme. No it's a scheme just to overpower your team with cream. Man, you sensitive. How you let these cash in all your residents with fake robberies? Who shot who with no evidence? I'm bringing it. Tired of niggas sitting back and seeing it. Skate through the light, penetrate streets is trying no represent. From the lands with the guns and good smoke Heavy shine popping the wines and cutthroats Don't provoke or get your team smoke for broke, no joke You just a boy, you not bad enough to compete Your challengers, I'm busting off the guns with the silences Word. New York, New York, big city of dreams Coming from Queens, where we don't get caught up in between With the nonsense, all these pussy niggas acting sex Take it off your chest, bring it to the desert where I rest Southeast to west, bust the straight slugs through your vest Worldwide, worldwide, when 
never be for starting. Keep your mind on Queens when the dogs start barking. Worldwide, worldwide, we'll never be for starting. Keep your mind on Queens when the dogs start barking. It's time to dead the whole situation. New York is full with murderers, guns, and court cases. Bagging with razors, Remy no chaser. That be that wasteland flavor is major. Vibrating through the states like a pager. Who's the one to blame when you get stuck for gold chains? Shooting close range. Half of these niggas died in the game. It's a city thing. Blasting that cops by all means. Keep it real throughout Queens. Catching jokes for cream. On a tap phone. Fucking with niggas as far from home. GS is chrome. Making power moves like a poem. Shit zone. Fucking with this nigga. Flush holes his zone. Guaranteed to blow. Puffing on the trees. Who I go lay low. Kidnapping children for dope. That's how it go. Based on criminal minds. Traces are hard to find. To commit crime. Half of these niggas is dropping dimes. Scared of time. Blowing your block just like a mine. Flushing design. Keep my neck flooded with shine. I'm out to get it. You feel something sweet? Go get your east and your peeps and find your body parts on the street. Worldwide, worldwide. Whenever people start, keep your mind on Queens when the dogs start barking. Worldwide, worldwide. Whenever people start, keep your mind on Queens when the dogs start barking. Worldwide, worldwide. Whenever people start, keep your mind on Queens when the dogs start barking. Worldwide, worldwide. Whenever people start, keep your mind on Queens when the dogs start barking. Nigga woke up in the spot wearing that same shit Jesus used to wear. Egyptian cloth, young nigga talking that fly shit. Could have been a pop, could have been a doctor, could have been a pimp, could have been a monster, could have been a mech, could have been a dope boy. Homie, matter of fact, I'm a motherfucking coke boy. 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 On the road, Prezzy's never fold. Mommy, you ain't gotta take a vote to hit the pole. Just bounce it up and down, spread it all around. Hit the homies off, pass it all around. I'm talking about that money, I'm talking about them M's, I'm talking about that rolling. 67 bins, few homies with me, couple in the pins. Shorty said I'm foul, she heard I hit a friend. Rock, singer, tape, pop, started from a dope spot. Made my first couple hundred, whipping on the stove top. Me and Frenchy in that new ghost phantom. Comfy where I'm at, but I could have been a could have been, been a, a pop, could have been a doctor, could have been a pimp, could have been a mobster, could have been a mech, could have been a dope boy. Homie, matter of fact, I'm a motherfucking coke boy. 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 Any given time, bands in your grill. Ten toes down, both hands on the field. Probably on the molly, probably on some syrup. They know I'm putting on from the bleachers, hoes cheer. City on my back, lanes in the wind. Coop like a shark, know you lame, see the fin. Treading up shark, these hoes want to swim. My wrist be the bait, your fish getting in. Knocked out of two socks, gave the whole crew wop. Shine on the game like your head when the roof drops. A bum in, and you still a bum now. Always been a clown, but you could have been a Could have been a pop, could have been a doctor, could have been a pimp, could have been a mobster, could have been a mech, could have been a dope boy. Homie, made of fat. I'm a motherfucking coke boy. 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 You are now tuned to Rico Vision Radio, the home of real hip hop. All right, yeah, we back. 
Shout out to Harry Fraud. Emphasis on fraud. Um, <laughs> but uh, nah, I'm just fucking. Five years me. ago, you were not saying. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I fuck with Harry Fraud. I'm just fucking with you. We can roll the tape. I'll probably discuss it on this fucking show. I fuck with Harry Fraud. You know what I mean? Like, um, he definitely did it. Even on on this Action Bronson shit, uh, I feel like he sampled some like LL track. You know what I mean? So, shout out to Harry Fraud. But I'm saying like. You know what I mean? And in my opinion, the vibe, you know, brings you back to like a fucking snowy day in 1994 when you hear Worldwide and shit. But the Coke Boy shit is just, I don't know. I I, I fuck with that shit a little bit harder. You know what I mean? Harry Frog flipped that shit. I I mean, he did beat wise. Like, I'm always going to fuck with the flush version. That's just me. Like, that album, I mean, and I'm not even going to go into that fucking whole ordeal but the uh, ghetto millionaire album was fucking amazing front to back i feel like and it was one of the most slept on albums that came out in that time period yep shout out to royal flush shout out to royal flush <laughs> shout out to royal flush but um i'm saying like like you were saying you wanted to hear a newer artist hop on motherfucking special delivery we got a newer artist in Juice World hopping on the uh, message sample. Yep. Not the same beat. I feel like Special Delivery was the same goddamn beat. But um, that's why I'm mad at that. You know what I mean? Like, Harry Fraud Flip Worldwide. Yeah. Juice World's producer, whoever the fuck it was, um, flipped the, the Sting sample yep. a little bit differently. Um. I remember playing that shit for you, and you said the shit was trash. Has your opinion changed on that? Um, not entirely. I I've learned to tolerate it just because it's become like nonstop on the radio. But when I listen to it, the first thing I think of is Nas. It's not Juice World or what he's done to the track. Like it. If if the Nas track never existed, I I think it would be hot. But there's shit like that should just it should be left alone. Like, out of respect for Nas, out of respect for that song, that, to me, is my number one hip-hop song of all time. Me, personally. Yeah, highly debatable. Fire song. Fire song, but... um, It, it was right for that time period, and that song alone, that sound pretty much encapsulates 96, 97 to me, in, in a nutshell. Yeah. I, I, I'm saying I can't argue the shit was obviously classic you know what I mean and like um, the the sample at that point in time it was it just set the tone it was perfect but you know me I, I don't like to paint myself into the 1996 corner so when this Juice World shit dropped I was like yo this shit is fire and I remember even um, like transitioning from the Nas shit into that one DJ in one night and like how do you even do that it's like total opposite BPMs right you got you got the message which is like 94 to 96 and then uh-huh. you got that shit which is like what 70 65 how, how do you even do that and make it sound smooth I got listen I can't tell you have to be there listen to trappy hour every Friday at 5 p.m. every Friday you want to hear some transitions you know what I'm saying but yeah so I don't know me personally like a lot of people are, are um, 
getting down with this new wave of like emo rap it's called <laughs> is that what it's classified as yeah that's him like, in like trippy red and exactly, shit exactly yeah it, like it's cool I don't mind it like I kind of fuck with it but leave that type of shit alone leave Nas a message alone like same with the Shook one sample. Leave that alone, except if you're this Don Nas. The guy <laughs> dropped a Moomba tone. Straight bastardized this <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I'm saying, like, uh, we're probably going to get flagged if we play that shit. You know what I mean? So What's that? The Juice World? Yeah, the Juice World and the, and the message. No, we could play the message. We could play the message. All right, well, fuck it. There you go. You understand the rights I've given you? Huh? I know all that bullshit, Simon Bob. Save your breath. You got nothing on me. You know it, I know it. I'm changing dollar bills, that's all. You wanna waste my time? Okay. I call my lawyer. He's the best lawyer in Miami. He's such a good lawyer that by tomorrow morning, you're gonna be working in Alaska. Fake thug, no love, you get the slug CB4 gusto, your luck low I didn't know till I was drunk though You freak niggas played out, get fucked and ate out Prostitute turned bitch, I got the gauge out 96 ways I made out Montana way, the good F-E-L-L-A Verbal AK spray, dip the tattoo Jump out the range, empty out the ashtray A glass of Zay, making mad cashes Clay, red dot plots, murder schemes 32 shotguns, regulate with my thuns 17 rocks, gleam for one ring Don't let me let y'all niggas know one thing it's one life, one love, so there can only be one king. The highlights of living, Vegas style, roll dice and linen, and terror spinning on millenniums. 20G bets, I'm winning them, threats, I'm sending them. Lex with TV sets the minimum. Ill sex, adrenaline, party with villains. A case of demisect to chase the henny, where any click with the semi-tech, who want it? Diamonds are flaunting, chicken heads flock, I lace them. Fry broil with basil, taste them. Crack the legs way out of formation. It's horizontal how I have them, fucking me in the Benz wagon. Can it be vanity from Last Dragon? Grab your gun, it's on though, shit is grimy. Real niggas bucking broad daylight. With the broke Mac, it won't spray right. Don't give a fuck who they hit, as long as the drama's lit. Yo, overnight dogs bug, cause they ain't promise shit. Hungry ass hooligans, stay on that piranha shit. Was in the Jeep, sunk in the seat, tinted with heat, beats bumping. Across the street, you was wildin'. Talking about how you ran to Allen in 89. Laying up, playing a yard with crazy shine. I caught the baby nine, that nigga gravy mine. Clinked him. What was he thinking on my corner when it's baby time? Dug him, you owe me cousin, something told me plug him. So dumb, felt my leg burn, then it got numb. Spun around and shot one. Heard shots and drops, son. Caught a hot one. Somebody take this biscuit before the cops come. Then they came asking me my name, what the fuck? I got stitched up and went through. Left the hospital that same night, what? Got my gap back, time to backtrack I had the drops, so how the fuck I get clapped? Black was in the Jeep watching all these scenes speed by Was a brown Datsun, and yo, nobody in my hood got one That clown niggas threw, blazing at his crew daily The bridge touched me up severely, hear me? So when I rhyme, it's sincerely yours Be like L, sipping calls on all floors of Project Halls Contemplating war, niggas I was cool with before to score together uptown copping the roar but uh, a thug changes and love changes and best friends become strangers word up yeah, yeah, no, 
Fuck what we just talked about. Mona Lisa, man. Nah, but we play a song. Oh, the Nas shit. Straight bit off Nas shit, yo. <laughs> Shout out to Barbershop <laughs> Banter. <laughs> Shout out to Barbershop Banter. Yo, so, yeah, uh, we played the the message right there. We a little, we, we on thin ice with Universal Music Group, so we ain't want to play the Juice World shit, but you've heard it. The shit's everywhere. Um, but during the break, this guy Don Nas raised a good, good uh, point where uh, Mona Lisa actually jacked KRS One's track. Um, what is that? MC exactly they don't know. MC exactly they don't know, and she made the song "You Can't Be Waste My Time." Literally the same exact beat. I don't think there was anything different in her version as opposed to his. And I wonder can, what the year was. I, I think there was, was only like a two, maximum three year difference between those two tracks. I doubt it's even that long because it wasn't that on. Um, don't the, it was don't on the be Don't Be a Menace. Menace soundtrack, the KRS album. I want to say came out in '95. I think it was I like, like You that, Got Next or some shit. I feel like that shit probably dropped in like '95. I feel like I was like 12 years old watching Don't Be a Minute. '96 um, it dropped. That KRS album definitely came out like no earlier than 95, I feel like. I got next or some shit. Yeah, so that dropped 95. So it was definitely like the next year. Yeah. Way hotter. Yeah, no, it it was a Primo beat. Shout out to Primo for that shit. Shout out to Primo. Um, The reason why I like that is because it just gave you R&B with a hard-ass feel to it. Like... The KRS shit was cool, but somebody harder than KRS needed to be doing something to that. And they didn't do it, and then fucking this bitch comes singing like an angel on some hard-ass shit. Oh, baby, baby. Which was even harder than what he did to it. And then... Mr. Cheeks murdered him. He did. He did. And that was like kind of like the whole jumpstart for Lost Boys. Straight up murdered it. Nah, that was already popping. I feel like... That, well, yeah, well, on the same soundtrack, they had Renee. Yeah, the terrible version, though. That was a absolutely horrible version. That shit should have never seen the light of day. Um, but yeah, so fair enough. I feel like, like, how do you feel when shit like that happens in that same like time frame? You know what I mean? Where it's like a year tops. I, I thought it was cool because like during that time period, that's when I started getting into DJing myself. Right. And anytime I would hear a song with somebody else's beat, it got my dick hard. Pause. <laughs> like I, as a DJ, you wanted to hear different shit like that. Like you heard a blend tape or something like that. That's kind of what that was to me. It was like, all right, they just fucking threw an R&B song on this hard ass shit. Right. And like when I'm doing blends myself as a DJ, I'm kind of copycatting that pattern. Right, right, right. So I, I myself thought it was mad cool. Like KRS, the the song was cool. Like I will bump it to this day. But the Mona Lisa shit to me is mad hotter. Yeah, rest in peace to Mona Lisa. Rest in peace to KRS One. One (laughs) hundred. I fucking hate that guy. I saw KRS at um, it was a Buckshot and KRS uh, album release party. This guy, like. Respect for everything you've done for hip hop, but you're cocky as fuck. 
Yeah. Like, you think your shit don't stink. Like, I, I applaud you for being, like, one of the pioneers and doing what you've done, but compared to everybody who came after you, your Nazas, your Jay-Zs, your Biggies, you're not that nice, pal. <laughs> you are not that nice. Definitely not, yo. Definitely not. This guy is like Jerry West. Like, all right. Yeah, a pl play against Jordan. Play right. against Curry. Like, you're you're done. Hell yeah. So enough homage paid to KRS. No, I didn't mention LeBron though. LeBron is a fucking icon, yo. But, Fuck uh, that dude. Save that for another another show. Um, do you think we could like get away with that shit? Yeah, we're playing both now? of them right now. First, uh, well, we're going with the KRS version. You know, beats hot, enjoy it, but wait till Mona Lisa drops right after. Alright, fuck it, let's go. Your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Cause I'm KRS and I'm on the mic and premieres on the brand. Mic and premieres on the brand. Mic and premieres on premieres on premieres on the brands.
checking them, disrespecting them, just decking them, decking them, decking them. Who in their right mind come in with the style like mine? I design rhyme and kick mine all the time. MC stand on the sidelines, always dissing. When I roll up and rush they crew, they start bitching. I don't burn, I don't breeze. Yes, some MCs believe they can tangle with the likes of bees. Cross the T's and dot your eyes whenever I arrive. Wide, magnified, live like the ocean tide. You dope, you lie.
Gentlemen, it's that time again. Your favorite segment of the week. It's time for this, this fucking guy. For those of you new listeners that aren't familiar with the segment, this fucking guy examines assholes across the planet, and we ask ourselves, what the fuck is wrong with this fucking guy? This week's this fucking guy goes out to a guy from the state of Florida attended Bush Gardens in Tampa. This guy's name is Joseph Anthony Correo, 45 years old from Orlando. Get a hold of this fucking guy, right? <laughs> Takes his family out, Bush Gardens. Let's go look at the animals, right? You following down nuts? I am. This guy goes to an exhibit, which is home of a famed Chilean flamingo named Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> now, Pinky is famous at this particular park. For dancing and showing off his beautiful colors. Pinky the Dancing Flamingo. Pinky the Dancing Flamingo. He woke up that morning thinking today was going to be like every other day at Bush Gardens. Going to do a little dance. Maybe somebody throw him a little bird seed. He had no idea what Joseph Anthony Correo had in store for him. <laughs> now on this fateful day, fucking Joey Correo over here. This guy, this fucking this guy, fucking guy, while looking at Pinky, decided, you know what, Pinky, I don't like the way you're looking at me. I'm gonna reach into your little pen and fucking choke slam you. <laughs> now I don't care that I'm with my little kids and my wife, and there's a bunch of other little kids whose lives are gonna be ruined by my actions going forward. I'm gonna go in here. And I'm gonna rock bottom your ass, Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just what Joey decided to do. Joey was arrested and jailed on felony animal cruelty charge <laughs> in connection with the incident. Wow. Yeah, this fucking guy. Now, mind you, Pinky was 19 years old. A 19-year-old flamenco Pinky been around by Joey Correll. For what? 19 years. Doing the same shit every day. Alright, wake up, eat, do a little dance, get a little fucking treat, go back to bed, wake up, do it again at Bush Gardens. Everything is good. Not this day, Pinky. <laughs> Not this fucking day. <laughs> now... For anyone that is interested in seeing what makes up a fucking lowlife that would literally powerbomb a flamingo, be sure to follow ClecoVision on Twitter, at ClecoVision, 
at Bumps Hollywood or at Don underscore Knotts. We're going to tweet this fucking guy's picture because I don't want anybody in Orlando or Tampa, in Walmart, in motherfucking Safeco, whatever stores you guys have down there. I don't even know. I'm from New York. I don't Publix. Know. In Publix. <laughs> I don't want you in there in the same aisle as fucking Joey Carreo, a.k.a. the Flamingo Slayer. <laughs> I want you to know you're with the Flamingo Slayer. I want you to look over and publicly shame Joey Anthony Correo and make him feel as though his 45 years on this earth were worth shit because he decided, okay, I am going to Undertaker chokeslam a 19-year-old dancing flamingo. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's, this fucking guy goes out to Joseph Anthony Correo. It's Glico Vision Radio. You know where your home is. <laughs> it's time for top, 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 top five dead or alive. Yeah, hello, you're a fucking soccer. <laughs> you gotta get close to this bit. <laughs> top five. Top five. Uh yeah, nobody expecting that because no one cares about that song. We're trying to be serious over here. You guys hopped out of the chair. That is the liquid source of the week. Alright, yeah, we back. Um that right there was the inaugural motherfucking this fucking guy. Uh segment I hold near and dear to my heart. Um, you know, much beloved segment of the show. Shout out to Florida. Shout out to motherfucking Palm Beach Post. Shout out to motherfucking um, the Flamingo Pinky. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, yeah. So with that, I feel like that's the perfect way to dive into our motherfucking, you know, top five highlights of the goddamn the goddamn show. Like if you're a new listener, if you're following us on iTunes and SoundCloud, scroll back. You're not going to be disappointed. Our shit don't fucking date itself you know what i mean our shit don't go out of style shit is like fine wine you know what i mean except the first episode she was mad awkward just skip that one but I, do, you, do, you think, do, you, do you think our pilot was better the one that we didn't air like remember when we did a little practicing shit nah i don't remember that shit, so we we did um when we first started throwing around the idea of doing this podcast we didn't even have the mics or nothing we had like two dj mics that i used and we were kind of like holding them shits and just testing out to see how we would sound. I don't even remember that. Is that shit somewhere? Easter egg. Yeah. <laughs> Easter egg. That shit. I don't even remember that shit. But yeah, the first episode, it's weird for like people that never did anything like this. Like you got a fucking mic in front of your face and, um, you know, you don't. Sometimes you just clam up. You don't know what the fuck you gonna e- say. Even our first time clients, they come here and it's like, oh, they're they're, they're talking a good game. I'm gonna pay this. I'm gonna get this package. They get in front of the mic and it's like a fucking deer in headlights every single time. Right. So, yeah. So first episode is definitely evidence of that. But after that, we pretty much hit the fucking ground running. You know what I mean? So I would say by like episode three or four, that's when we kind of just got used to it and we were. We were there. Well, with that being said, uh, fuck it. Off the top of my head, number five would be episode three. I think that was my birthday episode where we had mad bottles of Clico in the spot. And uh, your brother was in attendance and shit. I do remember that. That was a good one. Yeah, that was definitely a solid fucking 
episode right there um again that was also like the show was kind of unstructured at that point in time there wasn't like topics necessarily it was just kind of like um you know talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about usually started off with um you complaining about uzi or yadi and then that that was going on for at least 20 episodes And all the while, I'm sitting there at Union doing Tower Tuesdays playing this shit and hating every moment of my life because of But, you know, it it pays the bills, so I guess I can't hate on it, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, so that that was, uh, you know, that was kind of the the beginning of, all right, we kind of, like, got something here. Um... Episode four was like it was terrible, folks. Episode four was terrible. I'm reading the show description right now. That was when we did the shit mad late at night. Talked about prodigy verses and <laughs> what was the top five prodigy verses? Yeah, I was definitely mad, unenthusiastic about that. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something about like the first six to eight episodes of this fucking show. I was working a very difficult job at the time, and there was times where this dude came over at 11.30 at night, and I'm fucking still in my work clothes, hating life. Straight up. Um, once I quit that job and moved on to the next, like, I feel like you could probably hear it. It's probably in, like, episode eight or nine where there's just, like, a whole different fucking level of enthusiasm on my behalf. So. Yeah. But it, it was bad because I, I even remember, like, when we first started the show, the post-production was insane. It was <laughs> insane. I'm yeah. I'm spending my only day off, one day off per month, like, sitting in front of the computer for 14 hours, <laughs> clicking, 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 listening, clicking, listening, oh, calling man. this guy up, going nuts, throwing mad bitch fits. And then we had the epic fucking kitchen bitch bitch fit the kitchen bitch fit what was that what you that were mean? looking at me like what the fuck is wrong with you? i'm like i can't do this anymore uh-huh. this guy was like when do i have me time when do i have me time was an exact <laughs> quote from my mouth and i'm owning up to it right now hell yeah so it's tough like this show I mean, you listen to it, you think it's easy. It's not. Like when you're layering instrumentals under what I'm, uh, what we're saying, and we're we're planning out like an idea for the show, and what songs we're gonna play, and what structure we're gonna do, and who this week's this fucking guy is gonna be, who this week's Donnie Knockboots is gonna be. There's a lot of thought and effort that goes into this shit. It's definitely involved, probably. It's, it's, it's a full time job, and like honestly, if we were making the sponsorship money at that point in time. It would have been worth it, but sponsors, Colorado, straight up, five hundred an episode, and that's on sale right now. Yeah, that, that is a sale price. All right, number number four, I'm going with, and this is definitely one of my favorites. It's tough to even rank it this high, but episode eight, the special West Coast edition, hammered in the spot, had DJ Kurt Crazy in the building. Shout out to Kurt had fucking juice uh cheesecake in the building with this was the birth of, of cheesecake uh was he cheesecake we made him morning? go to fucking stop and shop that night this was the birth of cheesecake i tried to get him here tonight too and he denied me word wow. fuck cheesecake yo this guy fuck cheesecake <laughs> 
guy probably hit him 10 minutes before he won. No, I, I hit him at like noon when I was wasted. <laughs> I'm like, yo, episode 50 tonight, come through. He's like, can't do it. Hell yeah. All right, number three, I'm going with, um, I'm going with motherfucking episode. I don't know what number this is, but we stopped numbering them shit. This is like episode 11. Uh, it was the second inaugural R&B episode, which gave birth to fucking Young Petty Bubs. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> worst, worst episode ever. Shit was hilarious. This guy, Don, was furious. This guy, Petty Bubs. Shout out to Petty Bubs. I've learned to love the guy. I, I have, genuinely. I, I, have, I have a genuine love for that dude, but the first time I met this guy... He shows up in my fucking apartment where we had the second, uh, the first studio there. It, it was in my other bedroom. And this guy's quiet as kept at, at, at the beginning. And I'm trying to crack his shell and he's not cracking. All of a sudden, this guy just starts taking Henny to the face. Like, nonstop. Hell yeah. Next thing I know, this guy is starring on my show over me. And I'm like, fuck this shit. <laughs> I, I think I just shut down for the whole episode and didn't say did. anything. You and your sister did. was there, too. Yeah, Sin was there. Shout out to Sin. Um, all right. Number two. I'm going with episode number 15, The Shammies. <laughs> Fucking classic. Shout out to Cheesecake. Shout out to But Dave fuck Cheesecake. That shit was fucking classic, yo. That it was a it was a good time doing the show. Uh, Post production on the shit was a little involved, but I feel shout like shout out the, to you on that because I wanted no part yeah, of that. Yeah, I feel like the final product of that shit was fucking fire. Um, no doubt about it. And my number one locks favorite episode fourteen. Mm. No, forty nine. The LL episode. Really? Classic. It, it was a solid episode, you know, like, shout out to the church under us, but it, it, it was pretty hot. Shit was fucking hilarious, yo. That was hilarious. So, yeah, that, that's my top five. Obviously, I got fucking 44 other honorable mentions, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, those are just those are just some, some that I think of as, uh, you know, with fond memories. But it's hard, man, because I'm scrolling through there's, my there, list right there, now. I, I got it right in front of me, and there, there's so much shit to choose from that I, like, I'm I, I'm going to wing this top five, but I do know what my number one and number two are, uh-huh. but it, it's, there's there's so much shit. Like, we've had a, this has been, it, it, it's it's sad, because we're sitting here talking about it like this is the last episode ever, but that's, it's not the case, but we've just done so much shit and had such a good time doing this that, like, it, it's great to go back and revisit this shit. Yeah. Um, I would say my number five, I'm going with episode 45, Ladies First. Really? We had you on the front cover, uh, superimposed on the Nicki Minaj album cover. Cardi B. Or, yeah, I did Damn. Cardi Air Cardi. Yeah, no, nah, it, was, it definitely was Cardi B. Um, shout out to me for the graphic design. True. Shout out to us for the just the way the show flowed. That was that, that was probably my favorite episode video-wise because it was very well-constructed and put together, but it took a lot of time. This is why 
interns, if you're around, we need your help. Holler. We need your help. Dutchess Community College students, New Paul's, Maris, Bass, or whatever. Come to ColecoVision Media Group. We got no money for you, but we got Zero. a job for you. Zero. So, um, no, that, that, that was a good fu- uh, episode. We, we were pretty much just shitting on female rappers, which you alluded to how many episodes before that. You're right. So it, it, it was a fun time, and we just came off like chauvinistic pig. Yep. So, um, great episode there. Um, I'm going with episode 41, Hometown Love with Kansas and B. Johns. And the reason yeah, that was a good episode. The, the the reason why I'm saying that it was it was a good episode. They just came back from France, um, and they had a lot of stories to tell. Uh, they they were on tour out there and. Um, Kans has always been a big artist in this area. Shout out to him. Um, you know, as well as D. Johns, like they've always been working hand in hand together. Um, and th- it was that episode which was what got us in the spot we're in now. True. Um, shout so, out to Kans, straight realtor. Yeah, like we got wasted with these dudes, and Kans is like, yo, I got something to show you. Look at where we are now. Soundproof is on the wall. A fucking computer mixing board is right there. We have a booth. These were white walls with nothing in them right. when Ken showed it to, uh, to showed it to us that night. So, Hell yeah. Um, big up to both of them. Um, so that that's my number four. And it's you know it, it was a solid episode. I want I don't want to mainly just base it off of that. So. Um. Damn, there, like I said, there, there's so much shit to choose from here. Um, can't go with the fucking Live from Africa episode. Terrible fucking <laughs> shit. Terrible. Uh, yeah. uh episode. I want to say 18. 18, the Queensbridge episode where you, where you had your fucking face superimposed on the fucking Illmatic cover. Classic. Um, that was what, the first episode we dropped our nature intro. Shout out to in nature. Shout out to nature. Uh, DJ EFN from Drink Champs gave us the drop for it. True. Um, and it was just. Queensbridge, y'all, forty-first side. <laughs> Surprised that wasn't number one. No, nah, it wasn't gonna be number one, but it, that was a great episode. Great episode, well constructed. We had a lot of shit to talk about. And at that point, that's when I was like, "This show is taking off." Right. Two years later, here we are, <laughs> <laughs> still awaiting takeoff. Yep. Fasten our seatbelt. Uh, what am I on two? Mm-hmm. This is tough. Um, going to go with the Prodigy episode. Surprise, surprise! I that I was the actually rest con- in peace episode. Yeah, I was actually considering that to be my number one, but wouldn't have been. Yeah. Um, we, with the Prodigy episode, I first got the news from you, and oh yeah, this guy couldn't believe it. Yo. I and I I feel like I was in Millbrook when I. What, did you tell me about that? Yeah, after it was I after that fun. <laughs> it was? Yeah, All right. Good. So I, I DJed a function, uh, fucking little function at this guy's job. And I think like a, 10 minutes into me driving, after just seeing him, I, I get the text message that Prodigy just died. I'm like, what? But at the same time, I wasn't surprised. It was weird. Like, And then... We ended up meeting up a couple hours later and just started riding around listening to Pete. We Blasting were, it. We were going to do that episode there, but I was like on some emotional bitch shit. I cried over Prodigy dying. 
I cried, and I I don't even like. I'm not ashamed to say that. It's like that not. dude had a major fucking like role in my life as an artist. So we ended up holding off like a week or two, and kind of had to let it settle in. Right. And just, to, I I think that was the first time we started the format with the um talk and then like two uh, yeah, songs yeah, shit. Yeah. And it worked for that very well. It, it gave us enough room to talk. Listen to music, talk some more, listen to music, and like so on. Uh, shout out to Tone Patron for coming on the episode. He was wrecked too. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a great episode. We we got to pay homage to this guy, touch on his his career, his life, what he's accomplished, and play some of his music, and just enjoy ourselves and celebrate this guy's life and career. It was a solid episode, no doubt about it. Recipes to pee. Um, uh, my number one. Y'all ready for the gospel, y'all? <laughs> Hell yeah! How the fuck did I set? This I, shit I was wondering the same shit since you said my number five. I'm like, oh shit! I got that gospel. <laughs> I definitely gave him the gospel. What do you think is my number one? Uh, You're gonna guess it. I don't know if I'm gonna guess this. The shit. primo fucking, episode. Oh yeah, I was considering that too. That shit was the cleanest episode we ever. Did. Cleanest, like I put mad time into post production for that. Um, when you listen to our show, like at, at this point that we're at now, like everything is kind of like fluent. Like we just say what we gotta say and we we get through the episodes. But at that point in time, I'm like every fucking second that's spent is meaningful. So right. I'm like cutting breaths out. I'm fucking like little gaps that we're saying. Right. But what we put out, I feel like was phenomenal. The episode came out great. Everything was well constructed. I think that was actually the birth of Donnie Knock Boots. Was it? It might have been. Um, that there was everything everything that you've ever loved and got from ClecoVision Radio. Was oh, yeah, we even had like a. Do we have one of those uh, public service announcements? There was a public service <laughs> announcement. There was a this fucking guy. There was every single segment in that episode. Yeah. So. Uh, and you you started that episode off on such a negative note. You're like, yeah, fuck Primo. <laughs> Pretty typical. <laughs> Shout out to the Black Star episode if you want to hear some negative. <laughs> fucking God, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we just got our cue that it's time to sign off. Our new fucking neighbor, this guy Mo, is over here rocking out to a 70s anthem. I guess he's been practicing the same shit for the last three weeks straight. Literally three weeks, no lie. Same song. Three weeks straight. I don't know what his soundproofing looks like, but I'm pretty Nothing sure Nothing like ours. I'll tell you that right now. And his speakers are right up against our walls. Straight up. Facing us. <laughs> Sky is on some... Remember the Walk This Way video with uh, Run DMC and Aerosmith? I do. That's definitely about to come climbing through the wall with a mic stand in his hand. Fucking Kool-Aid, man. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, so I don't know. It's been real. It's 50 episodes in. Shout out to uh, 50 more. You know what I mean? Um... We got this guy <laughs> smacking the bass now. Slapping the bass, man. <laughs> Slapping the bass. That's fucking guy, Mo, yo. But, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? It, just stay tuned. Stay fucking tuned. Until next time, you can suck on that dick.